we'll see what's about to happen next, okay? Okay, okay, we'll see what's about to happen next, okay? Okay, okay, we'll see what's about to happen. Hey, hey, we'll see what's about to happen. Hey, we'll see what's about to happen. I'm making a change today, the liquor been taking the pain away. I heard you was giving your chain away, that's kinda like giving your fame away. What's wrong with you? I sit in a box where the owners do. A boss is a road that I've grown into. I love you to death, but I told you the truth. I Welcome back to the Chris Williams Podcast Hour and this special podcast series highlighting the exciting events happening at St. Augustine's University and where we will also take a brief look back on some of society's greatest contributors who also happen to be part of a rich St. Aug's tradition. Today's podcast series is epic and it highlights a young lady, a female prodigy, that has already accomplished an abundance of achievements. St. Augustine University student athlete, Bracia Bird. Bracia is a guard on the Lady Falcons basketball team. And as you will soon hear, she is epic and has come to understand her self-awareness and self-worth way more than your average person or student athlete. She is a Falcon soaring. Make sure you get registered for the inaugural St. Augustine's Athletic Department Golf Tournament, which takes place on Friday, June 18th, as part of a big St. Aug's reunion weekend. The fun begins on Thursday, June 17th, and ends with a beautiful soiree on Saturday, June 19th. This is your chance to have fun, and give to a university that is ready to soar. You can find more information at www.staugfalcons.com. Or you can call my buddy, Mr. David Bowser at 919-516-4250. Again, call 919-516-4250. 4250 and ask for coach David Bowser. This is your chance to give. How about a super shout out to St. Augustine's athletic department for partnering with Seven Springs Farm and Vineyard. Seven Springs Farm and Vineyard is the title sponsor for the inaugural June 18th golf tournament. And this is the beginning of a long-term relationship between St. Augs Department of Athletics and Seven Springs Farm and Vineyard. Seven Springs Farm and Vineyard, based in Norlina, North Carolina, is a family-owned and operated business, and it is one of approximately 23 Black-owned farms and vineyards in the country, and one of the few that provides live music and entertainment, such as blues and country bands, comedy shows, and karaoke. Speaking of giving and contributions, did you know the first African-American to hold statewide elected executive office in North Carolina was none other than notable St. Augustine's University alum, Ralph Campbell Jr. That's right. St. Augs Falcons do great things, and with your help, they can soar to even greater heights. 
Thank you everyone for listening and giving. This is a special edition of the St. Augs podcast series on the Chris Williams podcast hour. University podcast series, she's going to make this epic. At 18 years old, this prodigy wrote and published a book called Self Love, Love Self. She is a motivational speaker. She is a member of the St. Augustine's Lady Falcons basketball team, and she was an HBCU representative for the NBA All-Star Weekend. Please, Help me welcome to the special St. Augs podcast series on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour, the former Virginia High School League Female Athlete of the Year and the Prodigy, Bracia Bird. Bracia, welcome to the podcast series. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, and thank you for this opportunity, Mr. Chris. I'm happy to be here. Uh, well, thank you for being here. And again, welcome to the podcast series, a special St. Augustine's podcast series. So it is my pleasure because you've accomplished so much and done so much in your early years that I'm excited for my listeners to hear your story and find out why you were so special and why St. Augustine's University is a special place to you. Thank you. Right. I'm excited. <laughs> no, not a problem. So, Bracia, so I know your parents have encouraged you in the past to tell your story, and as I tell all my guests, this podcast does not work unless you share your stories and shamelessly plug yourself. So this podcast should be the perfect platform for you to tell your story and share your experience with St. Augs. So we'll jump into this because we have so much to cover because you have an impressive list of accomplishments. So let's start by discussing, you know, where you grew up, Surrey County, Virginia. What was it like? Surrey County, Virginia, my home. Um, I, I live in the country. It's a small county with a lot of love. Most of my family is from Surrey County, Virginia. So um, I attended Surrey Elementary, um, Luther Porter Jackson Middle School, and Surrey County High School. There's only three schools in Surrey, <laughs> an elementary, <laughs> a middle, and a high school. So, yeah, we're very small, but it's a lot of love. And Surrey has helped me become who I am today. So I always enjoy coming back and seeing my family and spending time with the young ones because, you know, the youth are our future. I love Surrey County, and this will always be my home. Okay. 
Now, you talk about Surrey County was a place with a lot of love. Do you have any specific examples of, you know, the love that was shared in your community? Well, just the camaraderie, the attention to detail when it comes to the youth, um, our leaders and just the school always supported us. Whenever we had any ideas or just anything we wanted to accomplish growing up, I always felt like I could be anything I wanted to be growing up in Surrey. It was that love and that support that has helped me to allow me to be where I am today, and I'm grateful. And, yeah, that's just a little bit about Surrey. It's very small. A lot of people don't know where it is or have never heard of it, but my goal is to continue to um, push out positive exposure from Surrey County. Okay. Well, you brought that up. So where exactly is Surrey County, Virginia? <laughs> okay. So if you ever heard of Williamsburg, Virginia, um, or Hampton, Virginia, we're an hour away from Hampton, and we're about 15 minutes away from Williamsburg. We take a ferry boat <laughs> to get to oh, Williamsburg. Wow. So <laughs> okay. it's, it's different. But I love it. It's a lot of peace here, too. So um, it's beautiful, beautiful. Okay. All right. Now, I know your family had a big impact on who you are. So describe your family and and the influence that they had on you. Man, my family is everything to me. Just, I just want them, I want to make them proud. They've done so much for me and have always motivated me and always told me that there was no limit. I could be Anything, I can do anything. Um, With God, all things are possible. That's what we believe. And, yeah, I'm so grateful for them. So I want to continue to make them proud. I want to continue to uh, keep the bird name alive, keep our legacy alive. We take pride in our name. And I come from good stock. Um, So, yeah, I love my family. Uh, They're all across the world. And so, yes, I I have family that I consider friends, but that we're so close like family. So, I'm grateful for everyone that um, supports me. Okay. Now, you say you come from good stock. So so brag on your parents and, and your siblings. How many siblings do you have? I have one sibling, Braden Bird. As a matter of fact, he has signed to the Naval Academy, so he will be um, attending the Naval Academy and playing football there. Um, so I'm very proud of him. He had, like, 20-something offers. Uh, so he's, well, you know, we're blessed. And I'm grateful. He inspires me. He motivates me. So just having him um, in my life has also contributed to who I am. I'm always look out for him. He always looks out for me. And I'm so proud of him because he's been through a lot when it comes to adversity with injuries and just um, different things that have come his way. But he's so resilient, and I'm so proud of him. My parents are amazing. They're both from Surrey County, Virginia, graduated from Surrey County High School. They're educators. My dad is a principal, and my mother is a school counselor. So just seeing them give back to our education system is just grateful, and seeing them work tirelessly to provide for my family. Um, and they've always supported us with everything, with uh, sports, with school, with extracurricular activities. My parents have been my backbone um, to be anything I wanted to be in life. And so I'm grateful. I'm proud of them. Uh, my parents are amazing. Okay. All right. So first of all, congratulations to your, your brother, Braden. Thank Go you. Go Navy. So that, that's <laughs> pretty exciting. So that's pretty exciting. And, and you know what? Another future leader 
will come out of yeah. the bird family. So that's exciting. All right. So to focus more on you. So I read somewhere you went through a lot at an early age to discover your self-awareness and your self-worth. So you're only 18 or around I'm 19. 19. Uh, 19, um, yes. So, but there there are so many adults who are older than 19 who who are still on that search for, you know, self-awareness and self-worth. So talk about the process for you and how you came to find yourself at such an early stage in your life. At a young age, I'm talking pre-K. My pre-K teacher told my mom, Bracia is very different. Now, it's a good different, Ms. Bird. And she said that she has gifts at this young age that I believe will take her very far in life. She's a leader. She's kind. She's passionate. Um, She has a lot of love for everyone. So I'm very proud of her, and I can see her gifts um, right now. She's very intelligent. And so my mom was, you know, she believed everything that she said, but it was a blessing for someone else to recognize that, a pre-K. My teacher told her that I was way beyond my years. My parents, of course, they knew that, but it was a blessing, and they appreciated those positive words from my pre-K teacher. And we believe in speaking life, so that was important to us anyway. You know, it's power in what you say. So as I progressed through elementary school, middle school, I always felt like, you know, I was different, but very mature for my age. I kind of looked at the bigger picture of a lot of things. Um, I prioritized well. I knew what was important to me for my goals, for my family at a young age. So that kind of set me apart as well. And so when you're different, when you're not like everyone else, when people can tell who you are and respect that, with that, it comes hatred as well. It comes um, negativity, jealousy. And so around, like, middle school, I was faced with all of that. You know, you go from being told that you're amazing, you can do anything, you put your mind to with God, you are made in a way that's beautiful. Then you go and you're in an environment where people are saying complete opposite things about you. So you're at a crossroads. And I believed that I was beautiful, that I had worth, that I was made the way God wanted me to be. But at the same time, that negativity did take a toll on me. And so I wanted to do something around my eighth grade year in middle school. I told my mom. My mom always told me to tell my story. I would come home and tell her what girls said about me or what happened in class or whatever. And she always said, Brace, you tell your story. You have a story. And I always wanted to help people. And so literally, I've been writing since I was seven. Writing has been a passion um, of mine at a young age. I've just wrote poems, songs, stories, anything. And so my mom always said, tell your story. And she literally meant tell your story. And so I started writing my freshman year of high school, um, my book. And, yeah, so that, that's just a little bit about what happened that caused me to write the book. Okay. Okay. All right. So that was the motivation for that. Is there any particular story that sticks out that, you know, that you reflect on that helped shape you? Hmm. Well, are you referring to, like, what an actual event that occurred in my life? Yes, yes. Okay. So, yes, I would say in middle school, um, we were playing outside. We were playing sports. 
flag football, I believe. And I was a beast. And I'm not even <laughs> not even going to lie. I was doing well. I was going touchdown, pick six, <laughs> all that. And so some of the girls were out there, because girls and guys were playing, but some of the girls that weren't playing, um, they were talking and laughing. And then one of the girls came over to me and my other friend, and they were like, um, so-and-so said, you should play football. You look like a man. You're too strong, um, blah, blah, blah. And so I was, I didn't even say anything mean back to them because I treat people the way I want to be treated. But it's still like, I mean, you could tell they were hating on me, but I was just like, you know, that's irrelevant. But I went home and told my mom about what happened. And, of course, she was ready to call to school and all of that. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I took that, and I wanted that pain that they caused me to turn into something that I could manifest into passion and allow it to fuel my purpose. And so I included that in my book um, because I remembered that. And that was a true, like, a real event that happened to me particularly that I wanted to share because look at me now. I'm at Santa Augustine University on a women's basketball team making a positive difference in life. And if I had let what those girls said about me get to me, who knows where I would be because um, you never know what could happen. You never know what goes through people's minds and causes them to act certain ways. So I'm just glad. I allowed that pain to manifest into passion and allow it to fuel my purpose. Excellent. That is excellent. All right. So you have a natural gift for writing. And like you said, at age seven, you started writing songs, poems. 15, you start your book. It gets published three years later. So talk more about that gift that you have and the journey that you had to take to make it all come true. Well... When we were in the elementary and middle school, we would write essays, and I would always get A's on them. And as a matter of fact, my grandmother is a retired English teacher, and so it kind of runs in the family. Um, I believe that God will bless families with generational blessings, I mean blessings. And so I'm grateful that her gift could be shared with me, and my mother can write as well. She is amazing. She can write. So I'm just grateful that that was shared with me. And so throughout school, I've always had that passion and then, you know, deciding to write the book, um, it was a process. You know, sometimes you get discouraged. You think, yo, I am writing a book at this age. What is the world going to think of me? What, is, what, is, what are people going to say about it? Will people like it? You know, all of that is going through your head. But I remain focused on the, the purpose. And the purpose is to live to inspire. The purpose is to give my all to whatever I do, whatever I'm involved in, and motivate the person beside me to do the same. And so I kept that purpose, and my family supported me. Um, they taught me at a young age, my family, to protect my dreams. And it's okay to not share with everyone what you have going on. And so literally, the only people that knew I was writing the book for the three years were everyone in my house, um, my parents, my brother, and my grandmother, of course, and a couple of teachers at my high school. So I didn't, okay. I wanted it to be shared when I was ready, you know, because it's a bold move. You're actually being transparent about things that have happened, things that you've seen, and you want it to positively impact the world. So it took time. It took focus. It took practice. It took um, editing and revising and all of that. But God allowed me to finish the product, finish the product, and I'm so glad that he did. I'm so glad that he gave me the words and the illustrations on the cover of the book. Um, 
if you want me to talk about that now, I can. If not, that's fine. Oh, but no, I'm glad no, that God... I, 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 that's, that's perfect. I, I want you... I was literally going to ask you to brag about your your book. It's a 33-page inspirational book for females. And like I said, it was called Self-Love, Love Self. So yeah. brag about it. <laughs> okay. So I'm just grateful to God that he allowed all of that to happen. Um, and my book is one of my biggest accomplishments. And um, on the cover, the name of the book is Self-Love, Love Self, like you said. And so basically I wanted it to be like a mirror image. Like when you look at the word self-love, that's one motion. And then, but in order for you to have self-love, you have to love yourself. So I just flipped the word, love self. And so um, I thank God for my creative ability to do that. And on yes. the cover, I wanted it to be representation. Representation, representation is so important. And I decided on silhouette. And so I asked my friends, some of my friends, some of my classmates, to be on the cover, and they agreed. And so I'm on the cover. Some of my friends are on the cover, and it's silhouette of different girls. So you have girls with straight hair. You have girls with short hair. You have girls with kinky hair. You have girls with dreads, with braids, with all of the versatility. And so I wanted representation. So when you look at that book, you can find yourself or you can find someone you know. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, my book is – I just wanted to help people. Um, and so far it has, and I'm grateful. Uh, you just never know who you can inspire, um, and you're never too young to make a change. Never too young to make a change, and wow, how inspiring is the is the just the cover and the title of your book? Because you know you you allow young young girls and and some adults that have been through it and have never had anybody, you know, allow them to self recognize. So kudos to you for creating that cover and, and coming up with those concepts. I mean, where does this come you. from? <laughs> that is ama- it's amazing. It's truly amazing. So, all I right. So you're that. also no, no, not a problem. I appreciate your gifts. So, and and also, you know, you talked about something. Having the courage to step out and reveal yourself, like just uncover mm-hmm. yourself, so that other people can one learn from you but also to to have the courage to say, all right, this is what's happened to me. You can learn from this. That That's amazing, too. So, I mean, hats off. Hats off to you. All right? Thank you. So you're, a mo- you're also a motivational speaker. So how did that come about? How did that come about? And, and talk a little bit about the message that you like to share with your audience and, and my listeners. Awesome. I love to talk. I love to listen as well. And so in church, um, being involved in church helped me become a motivational speaker I am today. So I would always, you know, any activities, any um, thing they wanted me to do in church, I would do it. And I would speak and I would sing in church. I would do all of that. And so that helped me as well. And growing up, as I progressed, as a matter of fact, in June of 2019, so this was before I released my book, my Former middle school, they reached out to me, and they said, Bracia, we want you to come back and speak. They sent me a beautiful letter and everything, and we want you to speak at the eighth-grade promotion, the eighth-grade bridging ceremony. And so that was, like, my first big speaking engagement, and I didn't know at the time that this was actually going to be a thing. (laughs) I was excited, 
And so I spoke and I talked about making it epic. And I took the words E, evolve, P, persevere, I, inspire, C, complete. And so basically I explained to them, you know, you want to make it epic. You want to grow. You want to, you don't want to give up. Um, You never know who's watching, so you might as well inspire. And you got to finish strong, complete. Got to stand an ovation. It was beautiful. After that, later on, things started rolling. I released my book, and then it was like every month, I would get booking a speaking engagement. And so I talked to my parents. I was like, uh, parents, mom, dad, this is a thing. This is actually um, <laughs> one of my career paths I'm going <laughs> to pursue. Why not? You know, because there are no limits. You know, I can be anything. I want to be there. I don't have to be put into a box. I can be an astronaut. If I want to be an astronaut, I can be an engineer. And so my parents supported me. And um, I was speaking at different churches. And when I tell you different. Empowerment brunches. I had my first big book signing in January 2020 um, when I released my book. And so it was beautiful. It was a brunch. It was ladies' empowerment brunch. And I spoke and I had signing books and it was just beautiful. And then I kept speaking at churches and um, girl empowerment groups and more churches and various events. And then coronavirus hit. Then everything Mm -hmm. became virtual. So literally, I have been speaking virtually since, what was it, March, April of 2020. So I began speaking virtually at churches, at different empowerment groups, at different schools, um, at different organizations in regards to sororities. I was able to speak, you, you name it. And I credit God because he is the reason that I'm able to do what I'm here to do and which that means living to aspire. So I'm grateful and just being able to impact people, not only through my literature, but just through me being me, me being transparent, me being Bracia. So I think that's a blessing in, in it all. Okay. All right. Now, do you enjoy the virtual or do you enjoy being in front of the audience face-to-face better? Um, of course. We, I feel like everyone, you know, misses the in-person. So if I could, definitely be in-person. But being uh, virtual has also taught me to become more versatile. You know, you never know what engagement um, will require different accommodations. And so being able to, you know, switch and being able to speak effectively on a virtual level, speak effectively in-person, on a phone call. I've been on phone calls exactly like we are today, speaking speaking to churches, speaking to mm-hmm. um, everyone. So I'm grateful, and I think that it just helps me become a better speaker and being able to adjust because life <laughs> throws curveballs, and you have to be able to adjust. <laughs> yes, you do. All successful <laughs> people are able to adjust. So that's a key characteristic. So awesome. Thank you. All right. So I'll ask you a personal question. So, okay. So where do you think you get your drive to succeed? I think I get my drive to succeed from God because, I don't know, he's in my heart, and I talk to him all the time, and it's like, he gives me signs that I know that I'm doing the right thing. And also my family, uh, just talking to, talking to them, 
And they've always encouraged me, you know. They've always been real with me. You know, if there were things I needed to work on, they'd tell me. If there was something I could do better, they'd tell me. So you have to be able to take that constructive criticism because it comes from love. So I think, yeah, I think that's the reason. And, you know, as you progress through life, you, you learn more about yourself. And it makes me happy, making other people happy. But above mm-hmm. all else, it makes God happy. So that's what I try to keep in my folks, you know. What am I doing to make this world a better place? How can my life impact someone else in a positive way? Because we have so much negativity in this world, so much hate. So we need to combat that with love. We need to be the change makers, the innovators. And so growing up with two parents who have been the epitome of love and work ethic and just God-fearing people and a brother who's amazing, I think all of that is the reason why I do what I do. And also okay. me being me. Everybody's okay. different. Everyone has a purpose, and it's just up to you to find out what you're passionate about and go and pursue that. All right, excellent. All right, here's a chance for you to help a lot of young people in a big way. So, And it, this is just off the cuff, but it's based on something you said. So you said you speak to God every day. So if you could mentor a young person, how would you tell them to get in the mode so that they could speak to God every day and not only speak to him, but have the sense to sit back and actually hear hear what he's saying to them? Well, I know that everyone has their own beliefs, so I would never pressure anyone to Uh, believe in God or believe in anything if they don't want to, you know. But I just speak for me. Um, I've seen what he can do. I can share what I've been through. A couple of years ago, I was in a bad car accident. The car flipped over. When I tell you, I thought I was going to die. I thought I was going to die. So him protecting me, and I knew that 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 was the reason why I I made it out. Um, I'm completely fine. All I had was three little cuts um, from the glass when those windows broke and everything. But God protected me then. He's been protecting me my whole life. So I can only speak on my relationship. Um, But, I mean, if you have that relationship with God, you have that peace, you know, it'll help you. It'll help you in so many ways. Um, But you have to want to have that. Uh, You have to, you know, desire and be open to something bigger than you. And I'm just grateful he's in my life. I'm grateful that I accepted him as my, you know, personal savior at a young age. And so, you know, God is good. And things happen in life, you know. You, you don't you don't understand why things happen. But having faith and trusting him. As a matter of fact, that's the first chapter in my book, Trusting God. And so, but, um, yeah, just showing that love, being kind, um, you know, all of that, God, that's what God wants us to do. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Hope I, I like your question. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm giving you a hand. Good good answer. And like I said, that was it wasn't something that I had planned, but it was something that you said. And I was like, you know what, this has the, uh, the, the chance to help a lot of people that are going to listen. So yeah. thank you. Yeah, but you have to thank want you. it. You have to want it. And that's where mm-hmm. faith comes in. Yes, yes. 
But there, you know, there's there's a lot of people that have faith, but they've never had anybody guide them on yeah. how to make that faith uh-huh. become special. So that that you know, you just took another step. You just did something else that's great. So thank you. All right. Thank so you. you are you are well rounded. And aside from that electric smile and in the brains, you're a beast on the basketball court. So brag about your athletic prowess. I know, I know, you touched on it, and you know, early age you were playing football. But, but talk about what you can do athletically. Well, that is good. Let's just say that first, because I don't mm-hmm. like bragging about myself. <laughs> but, um. When I was young, around, like, five or six, um, my dad was coaching my brother's rec team. Maybe I was six, yeah. My dad was coaching my brother's rec team. And so I told my mom, I was like, well, I want to try cheerleading. And she was like, okay. My dad, he, he didn't pressure me to play basketball or anything. He just, you know, Bracia makes her own choices. You know, she wants to try it, she can try it. We support her. I went to, like, two cheerleading practices, and I said, that's a wrap. Nah, nah, I want to play basketball. And when I tell you, that was one of the best decisions I ever made at that young age. <laughs> ever since that, ever since that, it's been rolling. I've been the only girl on my team on several occasions, but that that helped me, you know. Um, it helped me be fearless, be aggressive, be smart, because you can tell when – Someone doesn't really – well, someone can lack in certain areas when it comes to the thinking process. And so when I was around guys, I would see things differently, of course, because I was only female. But that helped the team. Um, in regards mm-hmm. to Rex, we won so many championships, me, my brother, my cousins, all on the same team, balling. Um, then as I got older, I encouraged, you know, more females to play Rex, and they did, some of my friends. Then middle school came. And so playing middle school basketball, um, our team was elite. We won two middle school championships back-to-back. I was a fifth grader at the time and started off as a sixth man. And then I was in the starting rotation. So it was great. Um, Then, you know, sixth grade year, we won again. So that was amazing. Beat the same team twice in the championship. But it was was a close game, but we won. So that was lit. Yep. So then I started playing AAU. Uh, that taught me a lot just about life and so many people. It's a big world, but it's a small world, too, if that makes any sense. And making connections and learning from anyone, humbling yourself is so important. Um, played AAU. That was great. Learned a lot. Then I went to different camps um, as I got in high school, going to different camps. And high school, uh, we made it to the state championship all four years of my high school career. Uh, freshman year, I started. I started off for you basically, and uh, we lost my freshman year the semi the quarterfinals. So that's the game before the state championship. Okay. And I received first team all district, all region, all conference, all of that, and second team all state. So then I was like, all right, Bracian, you know what you're gonna do? You're gonna work harder. All right. So next year, sophomore year, first team all district region, first team all state. So then as I kept going, I wanted to get better. You know, there's always room for growth. Um, I became district player of the year my junior year, um, scored 1,000 points my junior year. Um, 
region player my junior year, region player of the year my junior year, uh, lost again in the state championship. So, uh, yeah, we lost in the state championship. So I had gone to the state championship three years out of my high school career, lost my junior year again. And then senior year came. And so I was like, you know what, but you got to give it all you got. You know, you got to be a leader. I had been a captain for, like, you know, since my sophomore year. So we were working hard. And as a matter of fact, I had three different coaches out of my whole high school career. Um, wow. Just for different reasons they had to go lead. So, like I said, adjusting, adversity, all of that is important. Mm-hmm. So I try to look at the big picture and learn as much as I can so I can apply that to my life. So <laughs> – uh, my senior year. So in the history of Surrey County Girls basketball, there's only been two state champion teams in regards to girls. There was a state championship team in 2010 led by the late, great Mose Toomer, amazing coach, amazing man, um, amazing basketball player because he played at the apprentice school and broke records there. So I'm, I was very proud of him. And then 10 years later, he came back to coach us. So, when I was eight years old, I went to that state championship game, and I saw my cousins win. I saw them play hard. It was great. It was at VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University. That was the first state championship in Surrey County history with Mizzou Tumor. Then 10 years later, he comes back to coach us. So I'm like, oh, my God, like, that's crazy. Like, you know, 10 years later, and due to the pandemic, we make it back to the state championship, hard fall season, great season. And we're in the locker room, and they cancel our game. We're named oh. co-state champions. We're named co-state champions. So we worked so hard. I mean, we were ready. When I tell you, we were going to win. <laughs> we were going to win. <laughs> but, you know, we couldn't control it. We couldn't. I mean, we were crying in that locker room. All our family had to turn around. Fans were in the game. They had to leave. It was a state of emergency due to the coronavirus. And that broke our hearts. But, you know, we were still grateful for every moment that we had, every moment that we learned and spent time together. And, yeah, we're state champions. Um, uh, Coach Toomer in particular, he was amazing. He was a glue that we needed to become state champions. And like I said, it's power in what you say. So when we walked in, a, in the VCU, I told him, I said, we're not leaving here unless we're state champions. I said that before the game. We said that, and that is exactly what happened. When we left, we were state champions. So you don't know what to happen. I'm telling you, you don't know, but what you say is important. So I'm just glad the other team, you know, they live seven hours away, so it's not like we really see each other or whatever. So they're state champions, we're state champions, and I'm just grateful for the whole experience because it was a lot of memories created. Um, After that, you know, school shut down, and so I decided to – get ready for graduation, and also work on my craft, work on basketball. So the whole summer I was working out with my coach. And um, in August, I moved into St. Augs, and everything was great. And in September, um, my well, late August, my coach had surgery. And then in September, he was recovering. He was back at home. He was fine. And he died. And, yeah, that was unbelievable because, like I said, he was fine and everything. And so – yeah, that really took a toll on the team, the world, Surrey County. Um, his wife is amazing. He has daughters who are amazing. They're like family. They are family. And so Coach Tumor was amazing. Um, Coach Tumor and Coach Artist were the two new coaches that came and coached us my senior year. And Coach Artist, you know, we still talk to this day. We're still close. 
But, you know, and that was like his best friend, Coach Artist. So it, it was just crazy because, like, one minute he's here, the next minute he's gone. And so, yeah, the funeral, I had to, I spoke at the funeral on behalf of the team. It was hard, but I know he wanted me to do that, and he was amazing. So I'm so glad that I cherished every moment with him my senior year. I didn't rush anything. Uh, we After we worked out, we would always talk, sit on my deck and talk. And I'm just glad okay. because Coach Truman taught me so much, taught us all so much. And so I know he's watching us from heaven, and he wants us to continue going through this journey, through this life. That's awesome. God bless him. God bless his family. You know, daughters being, yeah. you know, father's gone. And COVID is, has been, you know, I, I just <laughs> – I, I have some words I'd like to say about COVID, but it has been <laughs> rough on everyone. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll talk about being recruited. So uh, you you were the Virginia High School League Female Athlete of the Year. You know, you had all these honors going in, and not just from your senior year, but from your entire high school career. So talk about recruiting. What schools recruited okay. you? Um, did you enjoy the recruiting process? So, like I said, I went to a lot of camps my junior after my junior year and everything, and then I wanted to go somewhere that was familiar. It felt like it felt at peace. You know, I felt at peace there. And so um, I was recruited by seeing you um, by, what's the school? I don't even remember. It was a couple of schools in Virginia. It was, you know, St. Augs. Talked to Shaw at one point, um, went to a couple of UNC Asheville camps, talked to them, um, went to a couple of UNC Wilmington camps. So I tried to just, you know, venture out, um, be open. I was open to a lot of schools at that time. And um, Shepherd University recruited me. That's out in West Virginia. Um, so, yeah. I was really, you know, Bridgewater College. So, yeah, those are just a couple of schools. And Virginia State, I was talking to them at one point. So I wanted to go somewhere that I was at peace with. And then St. Aug came into the picture. So I was like, okay, CIAA, you know, uh, let's take a visit. Mm -hmm. So... I went to the school, and immediately I was like, oh, okay, I can see myself here. You know, it feels, something feels familiar. Like, it feels like a home away from home. Met Coach Jones, um, met Coach Woodard. Those were the coaches before, you know, Coach Ebony came and mm-hmm. everyone else. Um, so it was great. I, I saw the team practice. saw the team play. Um so, yeah, I, was, I felt really good, like, here, like, at St. All, like, it felt great. And so, you know, deciding on where I was going to go, um, you know, it, it came to the picture, and I was thinking, I was like, look at the big picture and everything. My parents supported me. Um, uh, oh, a school in Maryland was recruiting me as well. But so I was like St. Aug, but St. Aug like had a place in my heart from the beginning, and so you know, coach told me you know you'll be fully funded, and that's a blessing, and all of that. So 
I told my parents I'm committed to St. Augustine's University, and I let Coach Jones know he was happy, he was proud. And so I'm grateful for everyone that helped me through that, through that recruiting process because it can become, you know, a little stressful, a little uneasy. But um, okay. I'm grateful for it. And so it was great. It was. It, I, I knew that that was the right decision to make for me, and I, I'm so glad I made that decision because St. Aug is my home away from home. Excellent, excellent. All right, now, what did St. Augs get in Bracia Bird? Can you ask me that one more time? <laughs> I said, what, what, did, all right, so obviously we know what the university offers you. So what did mm-hmm. St. Augs get in Bracia Bird? By bringing okay, you to campus, a, a, what did they get? Yeah. That's a great question. What St. Aug gets from me is a student who is involved, who's ready to learn, who's ready to give back, who's ready to represent a university in the best way he can academically, athletically, and who's ready to put St. Aug on the map in a positive way. Much like Surrey County, when you talk to people about different HBCUs, some people don't know St. Aug, don't know. And so my goal is to positively expose St. Aug in a way that everyone knows our name. Students, seniors in high schools are, are in, um, applying. Um, when I tell you donors are ready to donate, I want to take St. Aug to the next level. And I believe we can do that when we work together when we are communicating with our professors and our um, administrators, everybody, faculty, we're all working together. And we have this vision, this, this growth, this, this uh, mindset that we can be amazing. Because we already are. St. Augustine is amazing right now, but I know I can see the potential. And everyone doesn't have that vision. But I think it's important for us to learn from each other and to connect and to build relationships and to make the best out of St. Augustine. So, yeah, that's what St. Augustine gets from me, a girl who okay. wants to have so much fun and make a difference um, for the next three, three years, two years. <laughs> Excellent. Now, when it's all over, what do you expect to get from St. Augustine's University? When it's all over, these are great questions. I expect to get a solid education that I can apply to not only the books, just to life. I expect to build relationships, long-lasting relationships. I expect to thrive and to positively represent HBCUs um, so the world will know our name. The world will respect us. The world will um, appreciate us. So, yeah, it's bigger than me. Okay. Okay. All right. A young student athlete comes up to you today and asks you for advice on navigating through high school and going to college. What advice do you give them? Look at the big picture, but also cherish everything. So don't rush it. And, you know, everything's going to work out. 
as long as you continue to work hard, continue to apply yourself, and be yourself. Um, I think sometimes we are pressured to try to act like something we're not or, you know, try to fit in. No, it's okay not to fit in. It's okay to be yourself and to see the world the way you do. Um, realizing that you're important and that you're worth it and that you can do anything you put your mind to. So just relax. It's all going to work out. Uh, continue to build those relationships and just test everything because once it's over, it's over. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, we, you know, we briefly touched on the pandemic. So, and it obviously it's, it's affected everyone in some way. So what are some of the challenges that you're, you're facing, you know, at, at St. Augs, and how has St. Augs guided you through getting through this pandemic? Okay. So just being able to, like, <laughs> speak to one another, sometimes it's, you know, because the mask and all of that and social distancing is different. Um, even working out, like we can't all be in the same area, in a confined area, or nothing like that. And so just making the most of those moments that we have when we see each other, every workout, making the most of that. Um, so just taking advantage of the time that you have um, because it's fleeting. So St. Arthur has definitely taught me uh, to appreciate, but also to make the most of it. Uh, there's still, we still have different events going on, um, although we have, you know, different guidelines. We're still making the most of it. We're still trying to have fun and build those relationships and, you know, learn. We have um, different things that, different leaders, too, who actually care about our well-being. So I think that's important. And just like I said, making the most of it. I feel like St. Ock has done a great all, I mean, great job of this year being different. But when they, we're able to thrive, we're able to have fun, we're able to make those memories. And, yeah, so just teaching me to never give up, um, that everything's going to work out, you know, continuing to work hard and stuff like that. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm staying on the St. Augustine's community theme so and trying to get you to brag about them. So you went from celebrity to celebrity. So oh. how have you <laughs> – <laughs> you like that? You like that? Uh, but, um, <laughs> but literally, you did. You went from celebrity to celebrity, and just in a, in a larger format. But you are – how has the St. Augs community embraced you or made you welcome and inspired you to grow even more? Well, thank you for that comment. That was sweet. Um, but I would say the St. Augs community has been family from the beginning and then when I share with them who I actually am and what I can do it's been nothing but love I mean you just the camaraderie everything like I don't even know I'm still getting to know people but they know me so it's like hi my name is Rachel Bird. <laughs> oh you're the girl that wrote the book <laughs> and I, I just I thank God because you know you could be the girl you know so and so whatever but I'm grateful that that is what they say. You know what I'm saying? You're the girl, so and so so on. But I'm like, yeah, you know, that's me. I'm the girl that wrote the book because that's what they refer me as, you know, if they don't know my name. Um, so mm-hmm. it's just a blessing to meet people. But you never know who already knows you and who's watching. So it's great. Uh, St. Aug is my home. Um, the Falcony, everybody. 
you know, it's just a blessing. Like, literally, I'm so glad. Like, I tell my mom and my dad, I'm like, I know I'm supposed to be here right now because it's just moments that I just feel so grateful, like, at peace. Opportunities present themselves. People look out for me. Like, I don't even ask for it, but I pray for it. God knows I do. And he keeps providing me with people who are beneficial to not only my success, but the whole campus's success. So the world can be impacted in a positive way. And so I'm just grateful for all the love. I'm still meeting different people. Um, I'm excited for the fall. Uh, but saying on thus far, like, I was featured on the news, Raleigh, ABC 11 News, um, mm-hmm. and a reporter said, you know, I've interviewed so many people, but Bracia Bird is one of the brightest lights I've ever come across. And, like, that's a blessing because, like, I, I'm telling you, it is truly a blessing. I'm grateful, and I'm just grateful that Raleigh, the city, has embraced me, St. all, the community, uh, people, I'm just grateful. Because you you never know. You just never know someone's intentions. But I felt so many pure intentions from St. Aug and from the professors especially and from the deans. Um, it's, it's amazing. And I'm so grateful for St. Aug. Like, I know I'm supposed to be here right now, and I'm going to do my best to give back to the school. As much as the school gives to me, I'm going to give back to the school, you know? Okay, okay. All right, so you talked about the dean, you talked about some professors, so and I need you to be specific. So who have been the people at St. Augustine's that have supported you and pushed you to soar to even greater heights? Okay, so Coach Ebony Moore, of course, Coach Allen, Coach Gaiman, so all my coaches, of course, they have been supportive ever since we met and ever since, you know, we're getting to know each other and everything, so they inspired me, so I'm so grateful for them. Um, coach Bowser, football coach in AD, he's amazing. Um, he's great. I'm so thankful for him. Mr. Carrington, uh, Mr. Jeffries, um, okay, Dean Sapp, he's my professor. He's amazing. He's so supportive. He's so wise, and he just always looks out for me with different opportunities and everything. Dean Brown. She's amazing. I love her. She's always there for me, like anything. Um, she's actually, you know, the one that helped me. And Marcus, my friend, Marcus Davis, yeah, shout out to him because he was on his podcast. And Marcus's family, like I love him. Like he, we motivate each other, so I love our, our bond. Um, he asked, Dean Brown actually gave us the opportunity of being virtual fans and HBCU representatives for the NBA All-Star Game. So that was great. Um, so many different professors uh, and teachers and everybody. Uh, Miss McMillan, Miss Emma Robinson, the other Miss Robinson, um, Mr. Warren, um, Nurse Mary, Nurse Tim. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many people. I know I'm gonna leave some people out. Oh my gosh, Miss Tuma, Dr. Brody. Um. So grateful for Dr. Rose leadership, and it's so many different people. I know I'm gonna forget someone. <laughs> I hope they're not okay. mad. It's Everyone, not intentional. Like, it's, it's not intentional. Yeah, it's not. It's not <laughs> intentional. But also, like, I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful for all of them. I'm trying to remember everybody, but it's so many people. But yes, it's great. It's great. Okay. It's great. All right. 
And you brought him up. You, along with Marcus Davis, you were one of 35 HBCU students across the nation that were became a virtual fan for the NBA's All-Star Weekend. So brag about your experience. I know Marcus mentioned you. He bragged about his experience. Brag about your experience. Well, I mean, we had a blast. It was great. First of all, I wrote that letter, but I did not know that what was about to happen actually happened. <laughs> they told us they told us that they loved the letters and everything. They're proud of us for sharing, you know, sharing everything that, you know, we, we wanted to share. And then on the Zoom, Dikembe Mutombo came up there and was like, I want to give all y'all tickets to the NBA All-Star Game. And everybody started screaming. Like, I was, I was about to cry for real because I, I've been watching that game since I was a little girl. I always told my mom, I was like, Mom, we got to go to that game. We got to go. And I'm just so grateful for that opportunity. Shout out to Dean Brown. Marcus and I had so much fun. And just meeting other HBCU students was actually cool, too. You know, making those connections, um, learning from them. And just listening to them, it was great. And then meeting everything, like, behind the scenes of the NBA All-Star Game. So we um, – I had the opportunity of being at the photo shoots, you know, when they take pictures. So it was, like, me and, like, six, under, six other students. And we had the opportunity of asking NBA um, players and coaches questions. And so I wow. talked to Damian Lillard. I talked to Julius Randle. Um, I talked to Mike Conley. I talked – Listen, we talk, We all talked to Steph. It was great, Steph Curry. So it was just so great. And Damian Lillard actually followed me on Twitter. So That's <laughs> awesome. So that it. is oh. It was you great. Like, it. I asked this question. <laughs> yeah, and you can, we're, we actually went viral on the NBA page. Like, if you go to the NBA Twitter page and scroll down mm-hmm. to the NBA All-Star Weekend, you'll see me up there. Um, I have some questions about life, about, you know, being a female and what advice do you have for females who want to change the world in a positive way? And Julius Randle said, don't let anyone put a limit on you. There are no limits. You can be anything. You can do anything. And, you know, no limits is something my family always said. So I was like, God, you are so good because this is great. But, you know, being at the game and being on TV and my family's texting me, people calling me, I see you on TV, people from Surrey. And so it was just so great. And I thank St. Augustus University for that opportunity so much. I thank the United Negro College Fund for that opportunity, the NBA, everyone, Dean Brown, um, Marcus and I had a blast. It was, it was amazing. All right. That's great. That is great. So, all right. So I know your, your time at St. Augustus has been brief, but in your words, describe your experience so far at St. Augustine's. Um, I would say it's unforgettable in a good way. So I know when I look back one day and when I graduate, after I graduate from St. Augustine University, I'm going to look back and I'm going to say thank you and appreciate everything the school has taught me, everything the school has done for me. So, yes, yeah, unforgettable because this is a crucial time and a lot of people's lives, and I want to make the most of it. And St. Og is allowing me to do that. So I'm grateful. Okay. All right. That's awesome. Okay. Also, as a celebrity student athlete, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> how important That's is your it words. For people, Those are your words, that, not mine. <laughs> that, you know what? That, that, and I'm tagging you that. that that's how I'm going to start tagging you. So 
<laughs> and I love it. I love it because you know what else? I also know that you'll step up. If I if I say that uh, Abrasia is a celebrity student athlete, I know that you'll step up and wear that proudly, and and you won't make me a liar. So I will confidently say that. So I don't have a problem. <laughs> but as a celebrity student athlete, how important is it for people to support St. Augustine's University, and in what ways can their donations help student-athletes in the future? Man, if you have a given spirit, St. Augustine's University is the place to give. We are the future leaders. We are the future innovators. We are the future, and we have professors. We have student body who's ready to make a difference in this world. So I would say give. Um, you never know what a small amount can do. You never know what any amount can do, how it can allow someone to feel like that they're stable and that they can go after everything that they want in this life. Um, student athletes in particular, I'm grateful for um, all of the opportunities the university has provided to me, and I know that I'm going to give back to the school when I leave. You know, I'm going to come back and make sure, you know, there are programs and that we're growing and thriving. So any amount helps, you know. We are the future again, and why not? Why not give? Why not um, contribute to something greater than yourself so you can make this world a better place? So, yeah, give. St. Aug, it's my home away from home, and I want to continue to see it go and do great things. So and giving, giving is where it starts, actually. Awesome, awesome. So I have to ask you this. <laughs> so as you, as you're saying this, are you just beaming with that big smile? I mean, are you? Is the pride just oozing out of you right now? Falcon pride personified. Okay, Falcon pride personified. That's a saying. <laughs> but yes, um, yeah, I'm smiling. I'm happy. Thank you so much because this is great. Good. <laughs> Good, good. I'm having fun with this. I'm really having fun. All right, so finally, last time, shameless plug, final shameless plug. So brag more on yourself, plug your book, plug your social media, and, and again, tell people why it's important to give to St. Augustine's University. Uh, my name is Bracia Bird. I'm a student athlete, student ambassador at St. Augustine's University. My Instagram is at bird underscore girl, B-Y-R-D underscore girl. And my book's Instagram is at selflovesselfbook. I'm on Facebook as well, Bracia Bird, LinkedIn, Bracia Bird. And so, yeah, I just want to help make this world a better place. St. Aug is my home. I love it. Giving can help in so many ways, in so many different ways. So give, 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 give. give be that giving spirit. Um, it's going to be greatly appreciated, and it's going to be given back to you. And so, yeah, thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm so grateful. I'm thankful for you, Mr. Chris Williams, because you're amazing. This podcast is great, just being able to have a platform that, you know, shines a light on what people are doing. I salute to you, man. Thank you. Thank you. And my job's easy, especially when I have – fantastic guests like Bracia Bird. So Aww. you have Bracia, you have an epic story to tell, so keep telling it. And the good thing is it's it's only just begun. It's just beginning. Yes, sir. It's so, just the beginning. Thank you. Yes. Sir. <laughs> yes. 
But it's it's been a been a remarkable time listening to your story. Enjoy your time at St. Augustine's University. And again, you're just another example of how the Falcons are, are soaring high. So thank you for taking yeah. the time and coming on the Chris Williams Podcast Hour and being part of this special podcast series highlighting successful people at St. Augustine's University. Bracia Bird, thank you once again for coming on this podcast. Thank you so much. Soar with St. Augs, soar with birds.